What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. everyone. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we're going to digress just slightly today because rather than talking about how businesses use social media, we're going to talk about how a major university athletic department uses social media. And the reason I think this is important is because you know everybody has great tips and, and techniques that cross platforms and also because athletics is a business you know and, and so uh, athletic departments are communicating with the people just like you would if you were a business uh, owner so join me in welcoming Curtis Snyder welcome Curtis thank you very much appreciate it great great well let me give your bio here very quickly so Curtis is the digital marketing director an Associate Sports Information Director at the University of Colorado in Boulder. For those of you who aren't close friends of mine, I am a CU buff. I am a CU buff until the day I die. Sorry to my Atlanta folks. But that's part of the reason I wanted to have Curtis on. But, you know, again, uh, he is the uh, Assistant Sports Information Director at the University of Colorado Boulder. He is a Boulder native. He attended Boulder High School and is the fourth generation. I didn't even know the high school had been there that long. It's the oldest in the state. I know. Very cool. Very cool. Curtis started working at CU just three days after graduating from high school. As a sophomore, he started helping with the CU Athletics website. Then he worked full-time at CU from 1998 to 2003. Then he came out this direction and worked at Duke as the Director of Internet Operations for five years, and he went back to CU in 2008. He began CU's social presence shortly after that and became the digital marketing manager and official in charge of their social media in 2012. On top of social media, he's also in charge of the web and mobile presence for the Buffs, and he is an, a sports information director helping with football and handling skiing. And kind of as an aside, he is married to Cami Carmen, who is a sports reporter there in Denver, and they have three gorgeous children, including two twins and a 19-month-old. Here's the funny thing, Curtis. In the last four days, I have talked to five people who have twins under the age of six. So really? it's just an odd aside. But anyhow, let's just jump right into this because, sure. you know, athletic departments, they've they've kind of – some of them have greatly embraced social media, and then some of them have been very conservative and, and maybe even not even trying to do it at all. So let's start by talking, you know, how many accounts do you manage for the university athletic department? Well, we just went over the century mark, so oh. we're over 100 right now. Wow. Seems a little crazy, and you know, not all of those are 
they're they're varying levels of act of um you know active mm-hmm. activity on them um some of them honestly i created because i know we're going to use them in the future so i am counting those i would say mm-hmm. we have right. about 80 that are pretty active and probably 20 that kind of do it right <laughs> you right. know out of out of that hundred so mm-hmm. well and you don't manage you know like the, the the coaches pages and things like that correct no so you know one of my philosophies is if a coach wants to be on he needs to he or she needs to do it so mm-hmm. Uh, Tad Boyles is a great example. You know, our men's basketball coach mm-hmm. is very popular because we've been getting better in basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't want to do it, but I don't right. want his right-hand guy to do it. Mm-hmm. I want him to do it. Um, coach McIntyre and Coach Lappy with football and women's basketball, respectively, they they both embrace it and they do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they could do it better, you know, at times. Um, sometimes Coach McIntyre especially, he, he wants to get stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a Georgia Tech guy, so he's there in Atlanta too, mm-hmm. so. Um, I, I think he could engage more, but I don't know that he has the time to do that. Right. I think, um, it's very hard for coaches. So mm-hmm. I think the coaches that do spend a lot of time on it are going to get a huge following, but mm-hmm. I, I just want it to be organic. I don't want it. I don't want something to post that's not from mm-hmm. who it says it is. Right. You know, and, and that's my philosophy also, that a business owner really should be posting as themselves, um, you know, because we have to be authentic. And the second we're not and somebody else is doing that posting for you, people know it. And then, you know, there can be a big backlash. We've all seen that with businesses. We've seen that with celebrities where, you know, somebody figures out, hey, it's not that person posting. Um, So it is better just to have, you know, either an assistant coach or, you know, as you said, just the overall, say, you know, basketball posting or or things like that. Sure. Now, what platforms do you use? Um, You know, Twitter and Facebook are really the two big ones. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say it fluctuates with the target audience, Mm -hmm. which for – um, college athletics, obviously, it's our fan and our fan base with our main accounts. But when you talk about those sport accounts and, and coaches, let's be honest, the target audience is the 16, 17, 18-year-olds that are about to commit to your program or mm-hmm. potentially going to commit to your program. So a lot of it is geared towards recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, so Instagram's becoming bigger. Okay. Um, we've talked about, uh, you know, most of them have a Vine. Um, we've talked about Snapchat. I mm-hmm. haven't really embraced Snapchat yet. Um, although I know that age group is very heavy into Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other than that, we have main accounts for Pinterest and Google Plus and all that. But really, when we get down past our main level of accounts, when we talk about the sport accounts and the department accounts, um, it's it's mainly Twitter. I would say secondarily Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram is probably growing fastest. Right. Well, and it's funny because... Twitter is the one that I check when I want immediate news. Um, sure. You know, say I'm watching the, the men's basketball games, which, you know, heavens, they come on really late out here in Atlanta. But um, typically what I do is, you know, say there's a player who didn't start or you could tell was injured or, you know, something like that. That's where I immediately go to is Twitter to see if that was announced, whether it was, you know, announced by the team or maybe one of the announcers, um, sure. you know, because then I know, oh, that's that's what's going on, and and I think that is where people do tend to get more immediate news is is from Twitter, and you know, you mentioned basketball, it's huge with their hashtags, which I think are are so cute. You know, I'm not not always a big <coughs> opponent or supporter of hashtags, but Roll Tad and you know all of those that that work for men's basketball, those are are very cool. Yeah. 
you know, the one thing about basketball is I lost, I lost a kid. So I, you know, for football, I'm usually the one that's tweeting in game, um, until a certain point and then my SID duties take over, which is a little challenging too. Mm-hmm. Um, but in basketball, I'm, I can't, I just can't be at every single game. Right. So we had, we had one of our students, his name was Will Hathaway and he was so good at it. Mm-hmm. He was, he had the right demeanor. He knew all the lingo. He, and, and he would come up with some fun hashtags at certain mm-hmm. points. You know, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think we over hashtag sometimes. Um, you know, but obviously our, our go buffs hashtag is, mm-hmm. is what we use the most. And, and we have a few sports specific ones and, Roll Tad just kind of took on a life of its own, <laughs> so so we went with it. We didn't try to fight it, so mm-hmm. we tried to tried to catch the wave of that and keep going. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you've got so many accounts as, as you mentioned, and you can't be everywhere. How big is your staff of both paid and then interns and, and people like that? Uh, so that's probably our biggest struggle right now, you know. And I think we're we're you know honestly we're maybe falling behind a little bit where I think most. You know, I know the Pac-12 better than the rest of the country, but mm-hmm. most Pac-12 schools are probably half or more have a dedicated community manager. Okay. Um, and and we don't, and I, I we know we need it. It's just more budgetary at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, so right now it's um, you know, half of my job is digital, and half of that is social. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably more than that. I probably have like a third to forty percent social. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are times I can't be on it all the time, and that is a struggle. Um, I have a few tools to help me at least catch the big things that I, so I don't miss anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I try to find somebody within each sport, um, whether it's a director of operations or a coach, an assistant coach, or um, somebody within the sport that's with them every time, all the time, right? right. So mm-hmm. obviously pictures and video track a lot better than just a text mm-hmm. coming across. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we want. We want to give people the, the inside backdoor access to the program. So even if it's a picture of them at practice, that's something people don't see very often. So right. that's cool. Uh, and then I have I have a couple of students and then not a full time intern. One in you know an intern that's getting credit as well here at CU. So mm-hmm. um, and they help me with the global stuff. And then we really try to find people on every sport. We feel like the sports have to have a presence. It's it's not. It's not optional anymore. Mm-hmm. They have to do it. Um, and then when you get down even further into the departments, like we have a couple departments, our video department, um, our uh, facilities guys, they handle all the fields and, you know, they work harder than anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, and our equipment staff, they all do a really good job. And when somebody comes to me and says, hey, we want to start one for leadership development, and I said, well, I'll start it for you, but you got to <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, that's really where we are. Well, and uh, the reason I wanted you to address that is because, you know, I work with business owners who have one or two accounts, and they tell me, oh, I don't have time to do it. Now, granted, they're doing other things. They're running their business. They're, they're doing things. But I tell them it is so very important to find that time. And, you know, we're not talking about posting 20, 30 things a day. It's just a couple of things that, that really keep people – uh, interested, keep them informed, um, you know, and and so it is possible to have you know multiple accounts and and really be able to keep up 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 on them. Yeah, absolutely. And the tools out there are great. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, some are free, some are paid. Um, you know, we use Hootsuite mainly to mm-hmm. to monitor and and push out information. And uh, you know, we're very lucky in the Pac-12 as well. We have great support mm-hmm. from the Pac-12 office um, uh-huh. when they developed the Pac-12 networks. They mm-hmm. had a 
they have a dedicated social person there and um they actually got every school in the pac 12 an enterprise account with hootsuite which is, is pretty cool nice uh, we have four or five accounts in that and you know we divvy them up very strategically um so i wish we have 100 accounts and i could have a bunch of people on and, mm-hmm. and the integration and workflow would be better um but it's possible i mean mm-hmm. i think I think once you commit to having those one or two accounts and you put the time into it, then going past that, um, it's just a matter of, you know, if a different department wants it, then they have to commit to doing it mm-hmm. and they have to put the time in and it has to be, you know, obviously be approved and all that. But, you know, having a, for business, having a a president or somebody high up that's active on a, on a personal account, but then I think you do have to, you do have to commit time to it because, you know, I feel bad. If we have, you know, I'm a football SID, so if mm-hmm. we have something big happen in football, there could be a day where I'm not really on, and I right. feel like I'm not doing my job right, you know, like I'm not out there monitoring and seeing what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'll do my best to go back and make sure I didn't miss anything, but at that point, it's almost too late, especially in the Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. world. You're not on it right away. You know, that's yesterday's news right. five minutes later. So. Right. Well, and, you know, it, it is tricky because, you know, say say there is something that's happened big in football, um, you know, and, and, and you're taking care of, of your job in, in that role. Well, then you have people posting on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram saying, what is going on? We want the news. And then sometimes it takes a life of its own, um, you know, Absolutely. in the, you know, for example, one of the, the things that I saw yesterday on Facebook was more on the, uh, on the professional world where someone had already started posting that Gary Kubiak is going to be the new football coach for the Denver Broncos. And, you know, as far as other people knew, he hadn't even been interviewed. Um, So, you know, how do you handle things like that where you've got enthusiastic fans, you know, you've you've got misinformation, you've got things like that out there? How do you deal with situations like that? Um, I think you have to take everything with a grain of salt and that's you know that's obviously when you're getting some negative as well um i think it was big for us to get our main account verified um because i do think that gives you more legitimacy right um i do love that twitter is um verifying journalists now and they hadn't for a while um but i think and i think the journalists have to be responsible too you know the funny thing about that gary kubiak situation is the minute I heard Fox, I got on my personal Twitter and, mm-hmm. and not, you know, taking the PR sports world hat off. Mm-hmm. I put a picture of Elway and Kubiak and said, hey, the boys are about to be back in town again because <laughs> I thought that's what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple student journalists here that I follow that said, oh, it's Kubiak. It's going to happen quick. And, you know, then John Elway came out the next day and said, hey, we haven't even talked to Kubiak yet, mm-hmm. which I'm sure he talks to Kubiak a lot. That, you right. know, that's They're friends. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um but I almost want to just show them as an example of like, hey, if you want to embrace this journalist role, there is a responsibility mm-hmm. there. Um, right. And so, and so I think that it helps. I think the verification process helps there. I think you have to understand who you're following when you're on those social accounts and mm-hmm. trust them. And I think, you know, obviously the Adam Schefters of the world have a ton of followers, but they're, you know, they've built it up and mm-hmm. they've earned that respect and credibility and. Right. Um, I don't think that issue is any different than than it was 20 years ago with journalists. They have to build their credibility. It's just 
a different world with social right. media, right? right. So. Well, and, and what you say is, is so true. I think some things that people need to really watch for is when they are getting that information. You know, is it truly from someone who has the, the ear of, you know, whoever it is? Or is it somebody who is speculating and, you know, or, you know, Bob Smith from down the street who was just hoping that things would happen. And, and it's funny because I see that happen. And, you know, my, my primary platform that I use is, is Facebook, where people are posting links to, <coughs> excuse me, news stories from, say, TMZ or, yeah. you know, yeah. places that aren't always up on fact checking, um, you know, some, some things like that. And, and I think that's where people really need to pay attention when they get ready to share that information is, is it true or, or is it not? Yeah. And, you know, I think from our point of view, the one thing, you know, we, we, whenever I can, I try to educate people on that, right. Whether it's a mm -hmm. student fan or, you know, I saw this on this blog, you mm -hmm. know, the blog wasn't out of practice that day right? where the daily camera was. So mm -hmm. maybe, you know, if we can't say something and there are things we can't say too, right. and that's, mm -hmm. that's going too, right. Like, mm -hmm. especially here at the university where we have, um, just a lot of politics going on, mm -hmm. to be honest, and we're part of a state organization. We have a compliance office. You mm -hmm. know, we can't break NCA rules, so, you know, we can't talk about recruiting and, and stuff like that, and it gets bigger, and there's privacy issues with student-athletes. Um, so sometimes the Daily Camera or the Denver Post or, the you know, some of the local media can report on more of that right. stuff. And so, um, you know, going back to the question or the, the point was really when um, – you know, when it is about the source. Mm -hmm. So the thing I think we can do is we can engage with the legitimate sources and try to not engage as much with the fictitious ones. Mm -hmm. so, right. Um, and that, you know, hopefully that helps build their credibility and, and all that other stuff. And um, But, it, I mean, it is an issue. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. Question. Well, and it, it gets tricky, too, especially in, say, the Twitter world, where people don't always use their their name. Um, you know, so then you're thinking, okay, is this, you know, who is this? And, and so it, it probably is, as you said, better just to kind of let it go and, and not respond to it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I will, exactly. And I think it depends on the situation mm -hmm. too. I think there are valuable things coming from those accounts that don't have a ton of followers. Right. And, you know, I think, I think I saw a statistic, it was probably a couple of months ago, but, you know, 95% of accounts on Twitter have less than 500 followers, mm -hmm. and that's probably pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. um, it, but it doesn't mean that they're not valuable. Right. And, and whether or not, you know, that I'm, – I'm always a proponent of if somebody says something negative and you have, you know, you, you've, from a PR world, not spun it, but, mm -hmm. you know, you, you have your story for that, I think that's a good opportunity to try to spin something right. – not spin something, but <clears> – <throat> Provide a better light. Provide a better light. Mm -hmm. Um, if so, but if someone else is saying something that's kind of right on target with what you're wanting, uh, it's also valuable. Mm -hmm. So, I'd, you know, I hate to ignore. I don't. I don't ignore people with under thousand followers or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I really. I think there's a difference between an official media outlet and an official journalist mm -hmm. than Bob down the street. But if Bob down the street says something really good, I'll engage with them right. too. Mm -hmm. So cool. 
Well, amazingly enough, we are ready for our first break. You know, I, I just find all of this fascinating. I could probably talk about it for hours and hours. But, you know, we do have those those people who are called advertisers that we need to, to take care of. So when we come back, I want to talk more about how you deal with those negatives because that's always a business owner's biggest fear is, you know, what happens if something goes wrong. So I am Deb Creer talking with Curtis Snyder from the University of Colorado Athletic Department, and we will be back in just a moment on Mile High Radio. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs> 